Good morning. Uh, good morning. It's good to have you all join us this morning. This is Pastor Brown with another segment of Stories of Hope from the Heart of Our Community. Uh, this morning, my guest is John Simpson, who is the uh, Chief Operations Officer at Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries. And uh, John's been uh, just intimately involved with a lot that's been going on here lately as he runs the day-to-day -day operation of the ministry. Uh, we want to give you an update today on all the things that's been going on uh, in regard to the COVID outbreak, how we responded to it, uh, where people went, bringing them back, just the whole thing. And so uh, get yourself a cup of coffee and uh, or turn your radio up uh, while you, if you're driving and uh, enjoy your time with us this morning. Good morning, John. Good morning, Pastor. Hey, it's good to have you here, man. There's been a lot going on. It has been a busy few months, yeah, that's for it, sure. We, we've developed, a, um, I should say we've solidified some of the relationships that we've had with people in the community for a long time. Yeah. But now we see those relationships working more in, intimately together. Yeah. And uh, who are some of those organizations? Yeah, we're... so, you know, longtime partners, but definitely, you know, through this COVID-19 process have seen, just like you said, a real solidification of that. So United Way uh, has been a great partner. Mm -hmm. uh, HRI Housing Resources, yeah. uh, phenomenal and partner uh, with us. We have uh, just a, a wonderful relationship with um, the health department, yeah, uh, our local yeah. health department, public health, uh, the mayor's office, oh, uh, yeah. and the city have been, yeah. you know, just tremendous partners with us mm -hmm. uh, through this process. And so we're, we're thankful for all of those friends. Good. And there, there are a number more. I know there are a lot more uh, organizations that have been on those calls and been supporting yeah. uh, all of the work. So tell me a little bit about, uh, for our listening audience, uh, you know, when COVID first broke out, uh, I remember one of the first things that we uh, got from uh, health department and, and all of that is that we could consider ourselves functioning as a hospital, and which um, I guess basically just we were not being bound by the social distancing and all of that yeah. um, uh, at that point in time. So give me a little bit of that process of what happened. Yeah, so so when it hit and our governor began to, to place some restrictions uh, on on businesses and, and nonprofits and so forth, uh, because we were a homeless shelter mm -hmm. uh, that kind of treated like a hospital, it was a little confusing because mm -hmm. um, we weren't a hospital, but in the sense that we weren't living Limited and like the number of folks that we could house, because right. uh, as you know, most of our listeners know, we are the major provider of homeless shelter uh, right. in this county. And so, mm -hmm. if you know, if our doors close, then you know we're talking three hundred people a night yeah. uh, that don't have a place to stay. And so, um, and so we were able to continue providing overnight services, meal services, uh, and all of those, even though, you know, it started at a hundred and then it went down to 50 and then, right, you know, right. it was down to 10 and, you know, we needed to be able to provide more than 10. Right. Uh -huh. And so, um, so as that began to roll, uh, those numbers came down, we were able to continue to provide services. But even that, we began to realize uh, as we understood the impact of COVID-19 more and more right, right. that we needed to decongregate, that even though we could have, you know, right, 300 right. people in our building, it wasn't a wise thing to do. Well, early on, nobody had a lot of information, right? you know, and I think that 
Uh, I really think if you look at the news now, I really think they're still trying to figure their way through this thing. Sure. Uh, and so there's still a lot that they don't know. I know that uh, even hospitals now, you know, they've limited the number of people they can have in a particular place or in a particular area. Uh, they're checking your forehead and asking you questions when you go in. I know over at uh, Rose Arbor, uh, they uh, up until a few days ago, they could only have one visitor in the room uh, with a patient, uh, and now they've upped that to two. You know, and so um, you know it, it, we're figuring this out as we go along. Yeah. And so, what? How did we? How did we manage? Uh, again, how did we manage to decongregate during that time? Yeah. So that's when that group of partners that we talked about came together, uh, and we began to talk about you know what does that process look like? Uh, and HRI, you know, stepped in and said, you know, we're willing to run an emergency shelter, if you will, in a local hotel. Right. Um, and uh, so they began that process. United Way was was helpful in the the initial funding of that, supporting that so that we could move quickly rather than waiting for state or federal funding to, to support that process. Um, and so we began that process of slowly moving, starting with our oldest population and those with health uh, concerns uh, over first and then moving as many as we could. And so we went from, you know, well over 200 uh, staying with us a night down to about 60, 65, mm -hmm. 70 yeah. uh, folks a night, uh, which allowed us then to, to social distance and to, you know, spread people out throughout our facility um, and uh, create the space needed for a healthy environment. Yeah, we, um, we were blessed for a long time that uh, after this broke out, we didn't have anybody here uh, that was positive. So when we started finding positive people, uh, here, people testing positive. What did we do? How did we respond to that? Yeah. So, you know, so there were a lot of things, uh, you know, that we did initially. I mean, we began to do health screenings. Uh, as So when everyone checked in for the night, uh, we're taking temperature, we're asking the questions, do you have a cough? Do you have a fever? Do you have mm -hmm. chills? Do you have all that kind of stuff? And so we began to do that. We began to, to do sanitation throughout the building on a daily basis. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, more like every two hours, we were going through areas and wiping right. things down and sanitizing things. We also began to, to use a, a new product, um, like a electrostatic machine uh, that basically wipes the surface uh, clean. Um, and uh, so we began using that once a week and we were uh, paying to have that done every week. And then, you know, the Lord blessed. Yeah, uh, yeah. you want to share that story of that the Lord's was, blessing? Uh, Stanley Steamer out of yeah. Grand Rapids. Um, yeah. Uh, we were calling, we had had a volunteer calling, trying to find one of those machines that we would buy. Um, it was costing us $400 a week um, to rent it. And so uh, when we finally found one, uh, the first person I talked to on the phone told me that uh, they didn't know if they would want to sell it. Uh, if they did want to sell it, it'd be $3,500. Um, and then... Um, after we hung up the phone, he was going to get permission from the owner or see what the owner wanted to do. And uh, after speaking with his owner, he called me back and said, you know, the owner uh, said that he was talking to God about what he could, who he could bless today. And um, so he decided to give us a machine, $3,500 yeah. plus the chemical that went with yeah. it, plus talk to our guys if we had give any support 
uh, so that we could use it. So that was just a blessing, man. And uh, so now we're using that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that we can use anywhere because it's portable. Uh, we can use it any one of our facilities and uh, and we don't have to just stop once COVID is over. You know, we yeah. can continue to use it as often as we want. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's really, really been great. You know, just to see that kind of support uh, coming from out of the community uh, as this goes on. Yeah. So um, and so that was um, so then we had people dispersed. We had people going out to uh, we had two sites, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So we had the uh, initial site, uh, but then all, all the while uh, public health was running another hotel that had space. So when we had a positive, uh, we were able to move that person into quarantine at that right, hotel right. and the public health had, you know, support from many partners that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they would go there, spend their 10 to 14 days in quarantine uh, and then come back either to us or to, you know, the other uh, emergency shelter. Um, right in the hotel. And so, um, yeah, so there are two spots that we were kind of funneling folks through. Um, in addition, you know, I think the other big thing that we did in that process was begin to go to a to-go meal process. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we're, we're feeding, you know, close to 500 meals a day. And Uh so, you know, that's a, that's a lot of people inside of our building. And so now we've gone to a process and have been in a process for a few months of, of everything is to go. Um, We are starting to feed our families inside, um, in socially distanced tables and in stages, um, just because that's a lot easier for a mom with kids or dad with kids, Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to handle that. But, uh, the remaining of our folks uh, are eating, you know, to-go meals, which um, I just read, you probably read the same thing the other day, that uh, outbreaks are happening. If an outbreak happens in a mission, they're finding it's typically tied to food service. Okay. Um, and so uh, where it's rare, but when it does happen, that's where it's happening. Yeah. And so it's a blessing that, you know, we were kind of ahead of that curve uh, and are going to go meals because that's the recommendation when that happens. Right, right. Yeah, well, it's been a blessing and we've been uh, able to continue to serve high quality meals. Yeah. Uh, just to go. Yeah. Um, and now in the middle of that process, um, then we started having people test positive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so what effect did that have on our cafeteria meal services and that? Yeah. So we actually at one point had to close down uh, our kitchen, made the decision because we had some some staff that had tested positive, uh, mm-hmm. some that were on quarantine. Um, and so we actually had... Uh, to, to kind of pause our food service, mm-hmm. which in the end ended up being a blessing for a couple of reasons. One, uh, again, we saw a partner step up, United Way you know, uh, Relief Fund, uh, provided some donations, and then we partnered with Michelle's. Yeah, uh, Gull Road, yeah. Yeah, Gull Road, and they were phenomenal. They were doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner and bringing it to us, and then we were handing it out to folks. Right, right. Um, and so that was a great partnership, but it also allowed us then to do a deep clean on both our kitchen facility and our warehouse facility uh-huh. and really you know, tighten things up there I mean, when you're in a ministry that serves meals 365 days a year, like you don't have a lot of downtime. And so it it allowed a deep clean that was just a real help and blessing to, you know, to our kitchen team. And so we were thankful to be able to do that. Yeah. And they serve great food, too. I know that that's one of the places that that uh, group of restaurants 
a lot of times when I go out, uh, if I'm preaching around Gall Road or northern uh, up in Richland, uh, then uh, those one of the restaurants we go to on Sunday. Great food, great atmosphere, and everything. So mm-hmm. get a plug in there for Michelle's yeah. and that that group. I know it's Treat Street and a few others that are that are under that uh, umbrella. And so uh, so yeah, so that that helped us get through the meal thing. And until we were able to get to that place yeah. where uh, we're back doing our own meals now. Right. Uh, we lost a, a staff member, not due to COVID, but we lost a key staff member uh, during all of this. They they left our ministry and went to another ministry. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Just, yeah. Just... So, I mean, right in the, in the thick of all of that, I mean, that was just <laughs> another part of the impetus of kind of having to pause the kitchen. You know, uh, we actually called another ministry and said, listen, you know, we're in dire straits. Right, and right. We have, you know, some great need. Um, and they were... They were more than willing to say, keep him for as long as you need to right, uh, right. get through what you need to get through. And then, and so he stayed on for another couple of weeks uh, mm-hmm. to help us through that transition. And then now is, you know, is blessing that ministry yeah. and, and fruitful in what he's doing up there. Uh, but we're just, again, just another way that, you know, in the, in the, that God's in the details. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's right. You know, because, uh, Greg Weaver, uh, for those of you who know, our kitchen staff, Greg Weaver left, uh, Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries. He's up with uh, Mel Trotter now. Uh, we're we're happy to say that we trained him uh, for that position, so we can bless them, you know, and uh, and and like that. But and then right on the uh, heels of him leaving, uh, as it turns out, we had Randy on board, yeah. uh, fully qualified to step right in, and he has stepped right into that position. And so now our kitchen is back to pumping again, you know, yeah. and uh, they're putting out great meals. Uh, and so, again, you know, it's all of this whole partnership that has gone on to make sure that the people that are, are less fortunate in our community are taken care of. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what do you see? What did, uh, uh, do you have anything that you can say, you know, during this, we learned that boom? Yeah, I think, you know, a couple of things. I mean, just the value of collaboration, mm-hmm. right, with community partners uh, is huge. Uh, we also saw the depth of our team. I mean, when yeah. you have almost entire departments, like our women's uh, shelter ministry team uh, and the, the food service team, I mean, they were they were down to, to bare minimum. And so we had, you know, our children's ministry team who we weren't doing oh, anything yeah. with kids. They were diving in, you know, it, all in to, to yeah. provide support. Our case managers were going into other departments. Our retail folks were were serving in departments they hadn't been. And so what we saw was just yeah. a depth of uh, passion for ministry right. and willing right. to do whatever it took to be able to meet the needs of the folks that God is bringing to us. Yeah, I know I saw Elizabeth out of our health, uh, health clinic. Mm-hmm. I saw Elizabeth in a number of different roles. Yeah. Uh, during that time. And uh, it was funny, she uh, just sent out an email yesterday saying she's starting to gravitate back to the health department, (laughs) get ready to get that going again, you know. And so um, that's going to be really great to have her back over there. But just the way that staff were, you know, would serve anywhere. Uh, The other thing for me was um, we had staff, once they started testing for positive, they would take their time off, they would go get healed, and they were anxious to get back yeah. to work. And, yeah. and I know uh, we had a couple who were, you know, fearful, afraid to come, afraid to be in the environment. But the majority of our staff, man, they just, 
you know, they just wanted to be here. They felt that this was the place they were supposed to be to serve. Yeah. And so when you start talking about heroes at work, we know that we have a, a whole staff full of them right here. Yeah. Amen. So, um, you know, so even now when we're coming out of COVID and we're talking about uh, bringing our numbers back up uh, slowly, yeah. you know, uh, we want to be cautious about that. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, we're getting ready to lose our, our building, the old building. And so a lot of the space that people thought that we were using, that we've been saying for years that it was uninhabitable. Right. Um, now those buildings are definitely coming down. So you want to tell you want to tell everybody when that's happening? Praise <laughs> Why the are you Lord. giving that to me? I'm, Praise I the Lord. feel privileged uh, uh-huh. that you that you would do that. But yeah, so we we're super excited that you know we're doing a virtual. Um, Oh, I lost the word. Groundbreaking on Friday, Uh uh, July 24th uh, in the afternoon and a celebration after that. And then a glorious, glorious July 27th, Monday, Uh uh, we begin actual demolition of that that building. Man, I am so looking forward. It's been nine years for me. You know, so I've been, you know, wow, almost half of my time, uh, well, over half of my time as director uh, here at uh, KGM has been this uh, uh, building project, you know, and uh, I just appreciate, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, why did you start nine years ago if God wasn't going to let it happen until now? You know, that's the length of the classroom, I think. Mm. You know, I believe that, that what, that the end is not always what God's trying to do in you. You know, the end is that target that he he asks you to do a particular thing, but the process is the classroom that he teaches you and develops you in. Yeah. And so it's been a it's been that process that uh, that myself and I believe a lot of our staff and even some of our donors, you know, we've learned a lot in this process and uh, it's brought a lot more people to the table. Uh, to learn a lot more about the ministry. And now everybody's excited that it's about to happen. Yeah. Uh, The virtual groundbreaking on the 24th is going to be, that's going to be a limited uh, number of people on site. And so uh, even in that area where we're going to do that uh, uh, initial demonstration, you know, uh, is going to be a limited number of people. But then there'll be a little bit larger group uh, that will meet uh, in our men's department uh, about 2.30 on the 24th. And uh, we'll have cake and ice cream for that smaller group. Uh, but for the masses, we're going to be videotaping all of this. And uh, you'll see it on our social media uh, right after uh, all of this happens. We're going to have local news will be here to, to help cover it. Uh, so you guys, uh, you all won't. Uh, miss a whole lot. You know, we're going to try to make sure that you get uh, the bird's eye view of, uh, of what's going on. And then we can walk through this process together, which is supposed to be about a 13, 14 month process uh, to get that new building up. And so we're, we're excited about that. I, I know I am, you know, I'm really excited about it. So that's, uh, that's one of the things that's going on. Uh, what else we got going on here? we got Oh, I know. So uh, in support of our uh, building that's going up, uh, we need another um, $1 million, a little better than a million dollars. And so in an effort to make sure that we get that, we've had a local foundation. The uh, Van Domlin Foundation has uh, posted a $575,000 matching gift. 
And so if you make a donation to this building project between now and uh, December 31st, well, then there will be your whatever you donate will be matched. It has to be donated to the women and children's shelter, but that will be a part of that match. Uh, up to $575,000. Now, if you're sitting there with your checkbook in your hand and you're thinking that you can write that $575,000 check, feel free. I give you permission right now. Just go on and write it and we'll celebrate uh, together. Um, and uh, But, uh, you know, do what you can to help support that. Uh, we're all excited to, and, and looking forward uh, to when we can see that new building. Uh, come to fruition. The other thing, uh, many of you have heard about uh, Dr. Tony Evans is going to be coming to Kalamazoo uh, for a couple of uh, ministry events for Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries. And so uh, there's a website and it's uh, kingdomfocus2020.org where it has all the information about him coming. Uh, it's been updated now. Uh, October uh, 29th and 30th is when he's going to be here. And so uh, the pricing for the dinner uh, and also for the, uh, the, the, the uh, gathering that he's going to uh, be speaking at are all up on the website. And then there's a little extra something for pastors up there. And so uh, go up, check that uh, website out and see if that's something you, you want to support. Uh, donations uh, to that event. Uh, the cost of the tickets and uh, the cost of the dinner is going to be uh, also be able to be a part of the match. Um, and yeah, so anyway, we've taken care of that. So uh, all of that stuff that's going on. And we got some exciting news this morning, right? We can't talk about who. Oh, we can't we talk, can talk about, about what, right? But we got a $75,000 <laughs> gift yeah. uh, from a local supporter of ours, our Family Foundation. Uh, we're so blessed and, and we know you're probably listening. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity and just for thinking about KGM and the, the vast uh, um, number of services that we provide and uh, being a partner with us. And so we appreciate that. Uh, John, that brings us just about to the close of our time together. Good um, stuff. I really hope that this, uh, this segment has been informative. Uh, if you've got questions, please give us a call. Uh, we're still here, 448 North Burdick Street uh, in Kalamazoo, 49007. And our phone number, if you want to give us a call, is 269-345-2974. That's 269-345-2974. Uh, John, um, you know, we're going to do something. I usually pray for my guests, but you're not a guest, you're family. Why don't you pray for our listening audience before we go? privilege. Yeah. God, you are good. Thank you for a chance this morning to talk about your goodness. Uh, you have been faithful to the Kalamazoo Gospel Ministries yes. uh, over uh, the 80 some years we've been in existence, but even more so the last few months in the midst yes, of this yeah. pandemic. And God, we are are just, uh, we are grateful this morning. And we're also grateful, God, for the, the listening audience, Lord, the, the folks 
folks that are so faithful to support us, uh, your hands and feet that uh, minister to us and to uh, provide volunteer support and financial support uh, to this ministry. God, would you bless them? Uh, God, would you lay it upon their heart to continue to uh, be a blessing to us as you see fit? And God, may you you multiply that so that we can continue the work uh, that you are calling us to do each and every day here, transforming lives through the power of Christ. And so God, we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you here same time next week. Take care.